and good morning. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host and I have a very special guest on today. Um, somebody that I, I recently met, I don't know, um, we've been friends on Facebook now for, for um, I don't know, maybe six months or so, maybe a little longer, but um, this guy, from everything I've seen um, and heard and watched, and, and I did get to meet him, and we got a selfie or two together at the 10X Growth Conference, um, I want to welcome my, my new buddy, Dan Moore to the show. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Ken. Glad to be here. Finally, you know, being on this uh, the show, and uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. We're going to have some fun today. Yeah, man. So, like, you've been, um, you know, you have been, we haven't been friends for a long time, right? I mean, it's, right. it's like I said, six or eight months, maybe. Um, but, uh, Anthony Alagona is on, Hey, Anthony, Colleen Reynolds is on what's going on. So, um, I, but what I've seen from you so far is, is unbelievably impressive. So, um, I, I know you're, you're, you're in California, so it's a little bit earlier out there than it is here. Um, but I want to, want to thank you for getting up early. <laughs> Oh, stop. It's, only, it's eight o'clock, man. If you're I not know. up by now, you're not, you're not, you're not moving. Come on. I know. I know. So, <laughs> so with, um, let's, okay. So I told you, I started this show to help people have a breakthrough in life. And, yeah. and, you know, I've been there, we've all been there where you hit a wall and you, 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 you just get stuck. You can't, you don't know what to do. And, and some people stay stuck for life. Right. Right. Um, so I think that through hearing other people's stories of hitting those walls and how they got around them or under them or over them, I think that's or empowering. Them. Right. Or through or, <laughs> right, or b get out some dynamite and blow them up or whatever. Right. So. Right. Um, so let's talk about, you know, start with where you were born and raised. Yeah. So born and raised, well, technically born Redwood City, California. Okay. Um, raised uh, most of my life in Santa Cruz, uh, California, and then uh, went to Fresno and then landed in Sacramento, where I live today. Okay. So um, Santa Cruz is where, where you went to high school, all that, elementary school? Elementary, um, high school. I did most of my high school in Fresno. Okay. Um, and what was it like for you growing up? Did you have the perfect like leave it to beaver home and, and all that. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny, you know, I don't have, I have a simple story. I mean, my, uh, parents were separated at, at a young age, um, live with my mom and my stepdad majority of my life. Um, so, you know, got in the car business because my stepdad got in at uh, 18, had his own dealership, um, and then progressed into uh, other dealerships and then got into RVs. Um, so, you know, auto has always been near and dear, um, I, I would say, you know, we, we had that, uh, car business life. I mean, you know, he went to work and came home he went yeah. to work before we got up and he came home after we went to bed. Cause, uh, you know, that's what that life is. Right. Uh, but, uh, but it's a fun one. I, I, it's a, uh, you know, funny story as I went through graduated high school and kind of, you know, that next step in life, but, you know, somehow I magically at, at 19 started selling cars. <laughs> funny. Really? 
And, so, and, yeah, and, yeah, and that's what your stepdad did, though. He's, he sold cars? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, and a great mentor. I mean, he, he really, you know, uh, challenged and pushed me to, to you know, get through walls. Because, you know, no matter what, you're, you're going to run into a wall. Right. Uh, if you say you never ran into a wall, then you're not working. You're not moving hard enough because walls come up all the time. That's right. They come up in politics. I mean, look, walls come up all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So, right. uh, So so we're always challenged by walls. Right. Uh, The the question is, is that, you know, what, what is it you're trying to push through? What is it you want to accomplish? And, and, you know, what's your why? And, And I think once you establish your why, that's how you start to break through walls. And, and trust me, we, we, we get into ruts. Um, you know, I, I would say through most of my career, I've had several different, uh, steps where it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm, do I just cash out here and just walk away? Cause I can't do this. You know, you, you self doubt, man. It's a killer. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I agree. So, so when you've, so you, okay. So at 19 years old, you graduated high school at 19 or 18. Uh, at, uh, right around 18. At what? Sorry. 17 and a half, 18, whatever you want to call it. I, oh, no, no worries. We I had, a, we half, had a hiccup there. How, how old you said? 18, 19? 18. Okay. So at 19, you started selling cars. Yep. And how did that go for you? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. That was the time where it was really fun. Um, I, I believe my, my uh, start as a green pea was my uh, my assistant manager at the time coming up behind me and throwing me in a car. Wow. Really? Those really good days. Yeah. yeah. Those were the good days where you went into a sales meeting and the owner came in with a bunch of sales license and started chucking them and told you that where you can go. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh yeah. It was good times. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you know, there really was, you know, those, those mythical stories that they talk about, those really were true. They really did happen. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm getting some static on um, on your end. I don't know what that's. I don't know if it's the. Are you using your AirPods? Um, I've got my AirPod in right now. Yeah. Is that okay? Just, I was just getting. But some, you sound you sound clear on my end. Okay, so um, we'll work through it. It'll be fine. The so so you started selling cars at 19. Did did you have some success doing that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, everybody has a different level of determining success. I mean, I, I would say success from the car business for me was you learn rejection really yeah. good, right? Yeah. Um, you get thick skin, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's, you know, kind of one of the things when people, uh, I think I was talking to Frank Lopes and we were talking about, you know, do you recommend the car business to people? I'm like, uh, yeah, because it, it builds character. You get some thick skin. You've got to deal with a, a lot of moving parts um, that aren't exactly pleasant. Right. So you know, getting through that, um, at first I sucked. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. Right. Um, but you know, it took a couple of years to get in the seat fighting it, you know, again, hitting a wall, right? Like this isn't yeah. for me. I, I've never, you know, <laughs> someone just in my face all the time yelling at me, telling me to go do something. It's not what, uh, what anybody's designed for. Right. Right. Um, hey. Like, were you in the military? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, we got through it and, and, and progressed through it. I mean, sold cars, uh, you know, was, was a closer, assistant manager, uh, worked my way up to, you know, running a Subaru Volkswagen store in the Bay Area for a while. Um, and then, you know, found my way to the vendor side of life, uh, which I've been for quite some time, but, you know, still stay close to the roots of the car business. Now, when you, you, so you, okay, so you got, how long did you sell? 
How long were you in, in car sales? What, 19, let's see, so 19, uh, I think I left right about, I think I went to the vendor side right around when I turned 40. Okay, wow, okay. Um, so you've only been in the vendor side. No, no, hold on. Let me back that up, man. You're start going. Uh, so I, I got out right at, uh, on the vendor side on almost 10 years. So 35. Yeah. There we okay. go. They're back into that a little bit. Okay. So you making me work this morning, kid. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, let's do some math here, man. Come on. Um, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. But so, so you sold for how long then? Um, so I sold for what, 10, I don't know, 15, I'd say about 10, 15 years. Wow. And, and, and it sounds like it, it did, did pretty well for you, but so, so, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm good friends with, with Frank Crenitti, right. And that dude's doing, doing a hundred cars a month, uh, which is him, Ollie, there's some, there's some people that are redefining what, what the world did. I know. Uh, and, And I also think too, is that What's really cool about this time, you know, in, in the space is the transparency. I mean, if you think about, you know, I always laugh. I tell, you know, people all the time, like when I was a green pea, it was like, here's a stack of business cards, go out to the mall and put them on windshields. Right. We didn't have, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Twitter. No. We didn't, we didn't have this means of mass deployment and reach. Right. We had to go like, you had to physically go places to meet people or yeah. smile and dial out the phone book. Yeah. You know, that was phone book was your Facebook. Yep. <laughs> I know, so, man. I know. Uh, and what's cool is is that even in the auto space, short of watching videos now, you can just jump on social media and you can you can interact with other performers. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, usually you were just interacting with the top performers in your store, which they're like, yeah, I'm not giving you all the trades because I want to make all the money. So um, it, it's definitely, you know, times have changed, which is fantastic. And I think everybody's at a bigger advantage than, than you know, back years back. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I totally agree. I mean, that's how, I mean, I, I don't think I, 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 and again, I don't know, but I don't think Ali is using a lot of social media, um, stuff to, to push his numbers. I don't think he does it a whole lot. No, no. no but, but the, but the ability to see him yes. for, the, for, for other salespeople, um, people in the industry, that's the win, right? Is that you can see and hear about, Hey, there's a guy, yeah. that's doing big numbers because you know the deal someone says hey there's a guy selling cars you're like you know x number of cars you're like yeah i'm gonna call bs car guys we're skeptics right, yeah, yeah, right. right. I, I mean heck i even saw uh somebody on on lundy's rise and grind talking about what well, their uh, sales hustlers would be did dan cummins really sell a thousand cars it's like are you kidding me right now it's all over social media like right. there's plenty of validation right it's not fake news right <laughs> right right so, 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 and I, but like Frank Crenitti, I know he does use social media yeah. a lot. Right. And, yeah. and, and the guys that are out here doing and gals, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, segregate. So it's, it's, it's the guys and, and gals that are using social media and building those relationships that are really doing well. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, so, so you, you got into, so you were in car sales then at 35 ish, you decided to get into the vendor side. What does that mean? I don't like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the car business, right? Yep. 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 I, I got you. So yeah. So transitioned, um, 
two, uh, funny enough, back at the time, Cobalt, now CDK, uh, went over there, worked on their sales team, um, and then found my way to a website company in Sacramento. It was a digital uh, marketing agency called Smart Web Concepts. Uh, ran that for a while before going to Venn Solutions, a Cox Automotive property. Mm-hmm. Um, spent five years at Cox Automotive and then went to, uh, you know, Brian and Pash and I have been good friends for a, over a decade and we got to talking. So he's like, hey, you know, got this ROI bot, seemed to be Vista Dash. What are your thoughts? Um, and we got to talking and then I went over and, um, you know, took that over and went to work. And so then, is, you know, here, is, we, are, here what, we are today. What so what what is that though? What is what's what what does the company do for dealers? Yep. So Vista Dash um, simply is it's finding it's taking all the data that's coming in, right? I, I think dealers are swimming in data uh, when it comes to marketing. How do I know it's working? What we just provide actionable insights and outcomes to help them make better marketing decisions. Because again, there's point of waste. You know, you you can go see, you can basically spend a lot with Google and not get returned. So how much is enough? Um, and, and there's a lot of these variables. And I mean, not even car business, let's just talk marketing. There's a point of, of diminishing return, meaning I can throw all the money at it. doesn't mean I'm going to get the return. Right. So, you know, we, we help solve those uh, marketing points and help them maximize their spend um, through an easy to use, if you want to call it dashboard. Not and, and I call so, I, I call it marketing intelligence platform because everybody's got a dashboard. But hey, yeah, I'm just shining it up a little bit. Right. <laughs> so sorry, I still have the remnants of that that dang cold or whatever. But um, so so you 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 went into the vendor space to help dealers basically. Um, use the data that they're getting in a, a um, more fiscally responsible way. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yeah, you know, it's funny because that was kind of my transition point is I love tech, yeah. a little bit of a geek, yeah. love marketing. Marketing was really kind of the, the drive for me. Yeah. Um, and, and so going into the digital marketing side, you know, going through that whole piece and then transitioning into data, it was just, it, it just was natural progression. Again, you, you, you talk about walls, it's like, it just all kind of tumbled down and goes, Hey, you know, this is that navigation point, you know, working through life. So, right. right. Um, here we are. And, and, uh, and obviously you've had, um, the, the, the process, the dashboard, the systems that you have in place, they work. Oh, they work. And, and, you know, the other thing too, I mean, I, I would be missing the boat if I didn't say so do people. Uh, right. you know, I, I count myself at Vistadash extremely blessed to have some amazing people, um, that make it sticky. You know, the dashboard's one piece of it, but so are our people. You know, we have market strategists that work with dealers on a monthly basis because again, you got to humanize it. Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. It's still a relationship business and always will be. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I was, um, talking with my, my friend, um, Jeffrey Gittimer, I don't know if you know who Gittimer is, wrote the Little Red Book of Selling. Um, but he's, he's, uh, he's a great, great guy. And, and him and his fiance just recently bought a Tesla. And, and he said, um, he said, man, they made it so simple. They're, you know, and he said, I think that there's going to come a point in time when car salespeople are not going to be what they are today. Like it's going to be a, like, 
if people start following the Tesla model. I, I don't know that that's ever going to happen, but he, he was he seems to be convinced that it, it's it's going to. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I think here's what I believe. I think everybody's different. Everybody has a different way that they want to go through a process. Right. So there are those that go, I want the path of least resistance Tesla model. I, I mean, and, and quite frankly, you know, not everybody wants a Tesla. Right. So, so there's that point. There's some people who go, hey, listen, I don't care what you say, what one price, what how easy you want. I'm going to grind you because I like to negotiate. It's fun. Right. I'm here to just make you work. And I don't mind sitting in a, in a dealership for eight hours. There are people that literally don't mind it. I know. So to crazy. say, to, but we get into, I, I think auto suffers a one dimension problem in the sense that a lot of people get on this bandwagon or, or fear mongering of it's only going to be this way. You can only do it this way. Right. It's like, really? Because if we went around the room, I'm pretty sure we'd find out there are people that like to pick up the phone and have a conversation. There are people that like to go face to face. There's people that like to text. Everybody has a different means of how they like to communicate and interact. So to make a blanket statement, there's only one way to buy a car. There are people who be like, I'll pass. Hey, by the way. I mean, CarMax tried to do that. We, we have, besides you being a huge celebrity, we have, we have the amazing Lisa Copeland on here. She's, she, she just said, won't happen until franchise laws change. Yeah, and, and Lisa, you know that those aren't changing. Right. People still got to people still got to vote on that. Right. So, so I mean, again, there, there's so many different pieces to it, but let's be honest. There are there are dealers doing it the right way that people love to buy cars from. I mean, yeah. there, there's a reason Ollie has a a referral network and just sells cars off of friends. And re- so, so you can't tell me that it doesn't work. There are people making it work, Frank. He's making it work. He sells a lot of cars. Like it's just so mind boggling that everybody wants to try and shove, you know, the square peg in the round hole. It's only going to be this way. No, it's not. It's and, and, you know, look, I I've been, um, years ago, I've been partners with Google for Google AdWords and Google apps for business for a long time. And, and I, I remember I had this attorney client that, that I had him organically ranked at the top of Google. But then he's like, well, these these guys with these ads running are, are kicking my butt now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get into some good. And, and dude, in Columbus, Ohio, where it is like there there's an attorney every five feet. And, right. and the, the, the rate. For, for running ads on Google AdWords are like $50 a click. Like it was insane. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's talk about the law of diminishing returns. Like you better have a really, really good hook if you want somebody to click on that ad. So, you know, I, I've seen that. And I know you have. I've been in digital marketing for a long, long time. And and I think that, that um Man, have you? Would you agree with this? There's been some massive shifts in that that industry, like with Google. Well, with Google, there's massive shifts going 100. percent I mean, and that's what sometimes I think people don't pay attention to either because it's kind of snuffed out a little bit. You know, nobody wants to to air the dirty laundry at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hold on one sec. Okay. No problem.
Nothing like locking your wife out of the house. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Dan just locked his wife out of the house. That's too funny. She, she goes to drop the girls off at school, and I guess I, I locked the door. So. Whoops. Yeah. Whoopsie. I've done that. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been there. So, so, um, so you, we're, getting, we're getting some laughs on that one, dude. So, oh, I, I'm sure, and I'm sure Lisa's laughing the most because she, <laughs> yeah. that's funny, man. So, so, um, so there's, so there's been some major shifts with the online digital marketing space, especially when it, because look, I used to be one of the top organic SEO people in the world. And, and then if you remember about three years ago, Google was like, I mean, they didn't come out and say it, but, but they, they were like, Hey, if you want to play, you got to pay. And they changed all of the algorithms for organic listings. And I watched, I watched my business go like that because it, like it was just impossible to keep up with all their algorithm changes. Like what are some of the things that you've seen that have affected dealers that you've worked with in, in big changes like that in the dig digital marketing? I, I think on the digital side, you know, some of the big changes is um, as you get more of the data to connect and stitch, you start looking at correlation to inventory versus marketing spend. Uh, you know, even even looking at traditional, a lot of people are like, oh, 100% digital, traditional's dead. It's like, no, the data doesn't uh, doesn't lie on that one. I mean, we've been able to see, in some cases, I mean, I've seen radio increase organic traffic by 20%. I mean, there are wow. some, when, when you really start to stitch the data together and really look at it um, and make it actionable, it changes the whole outcome. And I've seen some cases where it's like dealers overspending, it just doesn't have the inventory. Yeah. I mean- you, you can go market Camrys all day long until you're blue in the face, but if you're number six in allocation and, and sitting there on the lot with the lowest amount, the guy down the street with all the selection and got you beat by you know 10 times, he's going to sell more. I'm sorry. Yeah. Customer's going to come, look, you don't have it, move on. You can sit there and say, hey, we can dealer trade, we can order it, we can do whatever. We're in the right now business. People want to see, touch, and feel it right now. And that's that's not any different than 30 years ago, is it? I, I don't think it's different. I just think that that um, the conversations have changed. People have, um, you know, in some cases, used the data to benefit their story. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing new, you know, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. It's true. <laughs> ben, did, ben didn't tell you you got the story you want. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, that, that's some of the challenge that we face, you right. know? Right. That, that's why Google's getting those big checks. Google. You know? Google. And, and, and I'm not saying that, like, and again, somebody's like, Dan said cancel Google. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's a responsibility to find the spread. Right. There is a marketing mix. It, it, everybody's trying to chase attribution and use big words and buzzwords. It's like, no, how about let's just simplify it. What's the right marketing mix for your dealership? That's what you should be looking for. Right. Is trying to figure out and stitch that piece together. What pieces you need? Who's my average buyer? What age, what age group do I hit in on different models, right? Right. So in some cases I need to do Facebook. Some cases I need to do Google. Some cases I need to do some traditional. I mean, you just got to look at your, at your, you know, consumer and, and talk to them. Right. Right. So with, with the, um, <laughs> Lisa said, Oh, that's the nice way to call total BS on some vendors. <laughs> well, you know me, Lisa, I'm just a nice guy. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> why people like me. I'm not a, you know, right. 
Right. I don't need to punch people in the face and give them a black eye. I'm just going to give a nice little nudge and say, really? Right. <laughs> Come on. Right. So, you know, and, and I've had these conversations with Lisa. I, I mean, I, ironically, I'm not in the car business, but my very first professional website was for a Mercedes-Benz dealership here in Columbus. And, and you know, I, I've seen, again, massive, massive changes in the car business, too. Um, but like when, when it comes to, when it comes to like the, the, the outside of all the data, the data, data, um, outside of all of what you do hands on, what are some of the challenges that you've faced where you thought this is it? We're not going to, we're not going to survive this. Uh, you know, some of the challenges is let's be honest. I mean, you know, I, I laugh all the time because that's one question that does come up. I think. You know, uh, Matt Koenig had it best. He's like, he's like, man, I don't know how you make data look sexy. And I start laughing. I go, you know, it's funny you say that because literally if you think about someone coming out with a product and going to market, we have the least attractive product. Right. It's a, it's a dashboard with data in it. Who in their right mind wants to look at numbers all day long? Accountant? Yes, sure. You know, yeah. those guys like to look at numbers. Right. But, but, but as a car guy, I'm like, even myself, sometimes I look at it and I go, what are we doing? Right. right. Like, like what are we doing? Like it's a dashboard who in their right mind, like, like, and that's the funny part. When you, when you think about having a product, we would, I, I would deem Vistadash least likely to succeed if it was in a yearbook. You know what I mean? Cause you'd be like, <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it was I'm in a yearbook, that is so funny. Holy <laughs> like, crap. like people are going to laugh and be like, he's right. Um, yeah. But but again, I, so when you think about, um, you know, looking at it like in that lens, there's some truth to it. But what we're finding and the reason I think that we're, you know, really achieving success is, well, it sucks and nobody wants to when you do it. And, and again, this comes back to life, right? Like yeah. if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. So if you really take the hard approach and look at your data and really seek to understand and connect the dots, the outcome works. You sell more cars, you, you find efficient ways to manage your business. Um, and, and, and again, here's the other thing. In auto and anything, there are so many shiny objects. How do you find the shiny object that actually works? How do you hold the shiny object accountable? Right. Um, is the shiny object really the right shiny object for your consumer? Right. I mean, think about this for a second. We, we talk about, you know, actually, we don't talk enough about fixed ops. Has anybody really challenged the service scheduler? Because it, if you think about it, there, there's some great ones and there's some not so great ones. There's, there's a point of where the consumer says, I give up, I pick up the phone and I'm just going to make my service appointment. Yeah. But nobody calls anything into question because they don't have the data. Uh, you but know, let me ask you a question, though. Doesn't wouldn't it save money if you understood? Hey, my phones are ringing, so I've got to put more manpower to it. No, you've got a broken tool that could create operational efficiency if you understood where the break was. Yeah, I I recently called the dealership that I bought my car from, and and I said, hey, I I think I need new shocks on the back, and I'll keep a car until the wheels fall off, man. I'm, I, I don't, I don't turn cars. I like, you know, and, and so I, I call and, and the girl that answers the phone says, um, I said, could you transfer me to service? I, I want to get a quote on shocks. And, 
And, and she goes, yeah, hold on. She comes back on. She goes, I'm sorry, they're both out in the service bay. And I go, yeah. okay, well, so w- w- what do we do here? <laughs> and like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, and she's like, well, you could call back later um, or I can take your number and have one of them give you a call. And I'm like, are, is this really happening? What are we talking? Like page one of them. Like what? Like, oh, I've got one better than that. So I, um, that's crazy. A, a local dealer. And, and again, I, I, I'll play nice local dealer. I called him to get service. So I go typical thing. I go to Google, right? Yeah. I, I get, the, I, I get the Google, my business listing. I hit click to call. Boom. I call. Hey, this is Johnny in sales. How can I help you? I'm like, I'm calling for service. Oh, cause it was the service, like yeah, service number. Yeah. And cause there was you know, service number. So I call and I'm like, Okay, that's good. So, so basically, Johnny's cheated the system and has the GMV number routing the sales, so he can get every at bat. So then I go through Johnny. Johnny then transfers me to the receptionist. The receptionist sends me on the loop de loop. By the time I get to the service manager, I'm like, "Hey, buddy, um, I got to be honest with you, man. Uh, it, it took me uh, like four minutes to get you." Wow, that's crazy, and here's dude. and here's where your process is broke. And he's like, "Huh?" I'm like. So, so it's always funny when like you, you get the little standard thing. Well, we inspect what we expect. No, you don't. No, you don't. I just went this. No, it doesn't happen. And it, it blows me away because I get an email like a, a week later from that same dealership service person or whatever they're called trying to schedule me for service or get my, I'm like, no, like y'all lost me. Okay. Like I called the next dealership and they, they got me right in. So like, you lost, you lost or, like forever. Or that email you, or that email you get, we want your car. Like I sold that 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, and by what the way, are y'all I, tracking? This is my, this is my like 20th attempt to opt out and you still haven't opted me out. <laughs> yeah, there's a federal law against that, but do you care? No. So, so, so some of the, some like, okay, so there's a lot of people on here um, that watch the show that are in the car business, but there's the majority are not in the car business. They, they're in other businesses. And, and my question for you would be, what are some of the things that you face? Because I've been through, and we've all been through challenges running a company where you're like, this is it. I'm done. I'm dead. We're going bankrupt. Close the doors, fire everybody, get rid of, you know, so, I mean, have you ever faced anything like that in your business where you were like, I, I don't know how we're going to survive this? Uh, you know, <laughs> we, any startup, you face it. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Um, there, there comes a point of where you just kind of look at it and you go, hey, um, especially from a leadership perspective, you always kind of look at it of, hey, it's not about me because you can easily look in the mirror and go i quit i throw up my hands like i'm gonna walk away yeah. you know, i go find another deal like, like blah blah you know we, we can come up with as many excuses as you want yeah when you realize hey you know you're responsible for every person that's working with you yep and and their livelihood so this isn't a hey i just get to to phone it in i don't get to just hang up the towel um so i, I think for me that's always kept me grounded and humble is is that it's not about me Right. Um, you know, and, and at the same point in time, even coming home, I mean, you know, I got a wife and three daughters. It's, it's about them too. Um, and, and it's about that, that piece where, um, I also say too, part of my breakthroughs has been, you know, um, my family, 
there's those times where you just come home and you're just kind of like, man, I, I don't know what the next step's going to be, but they're still rooting for you. Um, you know, so when your 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 support system's backing every play, you you kind of you kind of do get to that point to where you just go, hey, I'm going to go under, over, or through the wall. I just don't care because right. I I can do this, you know. Right. And and when you when you get through your own little pity party, you realize it's uh it's not as it's not as hard as you think it is. Um, right. and, and sometimes I, I always say uh, we. We look at the we, we over we over uh, complicate everything. I mean, if you really look at it down to the science, nine times out of ten, when you really look at the problem, you way overcomplicate it. Right. And, and and you're really only solving the the root problem when it, the surface problem, not the root problem, because you're so like in fire mode, you know, firefight, firefight, instead of just taking a. If people would just take a deep breath and take a second, pull back, pull back from it. Ask a few questions to yourself. Ask a few questions to your team and your people, your customers, to understand what it is the real problem is. Not just what they're first throwing at you. Go down a few levels. Then once you solve that, you propel. And I, and I think that was the point of you know with us at Vista, we we're at a point where like people were leaving like hotcakes. I mean, we couldn't bring them in fast enough. Wow. And and you start asking the question. Oh, you, you've got to take a second and ask the question. What is it? And and and, and it's simple things like. Hey, this dashboard's amazing, but I don't know how to use it. Oh, what's well, light bulb? You know, yeah. and then we plug, we, we plug market strategists in place, and that changed the whole outcome. Right. Um, so, so there's pieces, or hey, you know, I don't see any actionable insights here. Okay, what are you looking for? You know, I'm looking for attribution. Okay, well, what does that mean to you? Well, I'm really looking to see if what I'm paying for. Okay, it has nothing to do with attribution. What you're looking for is validation. Right. Great. Let's get to the. You know, so. I think sometimes it's easy to to get into the knee jerk mentality of the first thing you fire at me, I need to fi fix, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and I would say, you know, I, I think females do a way better job at this than males because all males want to do is fix, fix, fix. Yeah. And it's like you can't spend your life as a firefighter. Like I'm sorry, you've got to take a deep breath. Uh, yeah. So don't just fix the first thing that comes at you. Ask a few questions. Hit the pause button. And, and I think that's helped us break through some serious walls. Is that we've we've taken the time. Also, we have a philosophy and kind of mantra inside the business of if it's working, break it. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because how do you know it's really working? Right, right. Dig deeper. Dig deeper. And it's it really leads some to really good operational efficiencies. Um, and, and it helps even in platforming because you've got to be able to think through scale and, and load. So you're constantly trying to figure out how to break the system. Right, right. So with with um, so you've 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 faced some of those challenges. One of the things that 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 I um, I always I always ask is this is like you know again we all hit those. There are people that hit those walls um, that can't get through them. They don't know what to do. And and I, the thing I would ask you is like those people that hit those walls that give up. That, that say, I can't get through this. They, they go find something else. They do whatever. What do you, what do you think the number one reason is that causes people to stop that makes them fail? So to speak, I hate to use well, that it, word because I, no, no, but, but it's the, it's the right word because yeah, that's it right there. Yeah. It's fear of failure. People, 
you know, it's funny. I, and, and you'll see it on, you've seen it on social media. A lot of people are talking about David Goggins, right? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, if you want to understand mental toughness, then I would urge anybody that hasn't listened to the audiobook or read the book to go get the book. Yeah. Because it will challenge, it'll challenge your point. Yeah. Um, we as human beings take the path of least resistance. We're a little bit like water, you know, we'll, yep. we'll find in that area. Um, and, and when it gets tough, we divert and find another area. Yep. So, um, what, what I would tell people is, um, you, you've got to stop being afraid of failure. You know, failure is everything that's happened for me in my career came from my greatest failures. Right. You don't always get it right and you never will. We're not perfect. Nope. But if you're willing to accept and go all in, if you miss, you take that miss, you ask the question, what did I learn? Right. What would I've done differently? And how do I keep moving forward? And you go. Yeah. It, it, it's the, if you want success, which is just a byproduct of, of the end game, right. is you, you've got to be willing to just go. You've got to execute. You can't sit there and talk about it all day. You, you've got to take the baby steps and keep moving it forward. And, and then that's, that, will, that will help that wall not be so big. If you just kind of sit there, it's just going to continue to stack up and you're going to be like, man, I'm never getting over this giant wall. Yeah. You created it. It's your wall. You built it yourself. Love that, dude. Love that. So with if, if somebody were to, um, you know, if somebody were to call you and say, you know, I've, I've done, I've done everything. I, I, I don't, I've, I've hit this, this point in my life where I've done everything my car was repoed last week. They're shutting the electric off tomorrow. I can't feed my kids. I don't know what else to do. What What do I do? What do I do? What What's the first thing you're gonna? Because you know, and I know that that it, it starts right there. It's It's you know. But what are you gonna say to that person to help them get through that moment? We, we've all been there. Um, you, you know, I've, I've trust me. In my career, I've had the downsides where it was like, man how are we going to pay bills? Right. Um, and, and there comes a point of you can go backwards and continue to say, Oh my gosh, these things are being taken away. But here's the thing. Is your family still there? Is, is your spouse right next to you? Are, are those things still? Yes. Okay. So everything being taken away is what? Monetary. Guess what? That's the easiest thing to fix. Yeah. Because there's no shortage of opportunities. The problem is, is that we're just blind to them. It's funny. People are like, oh, Dan, you make it look easy. I'm like, no, it's hard work. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell anybody on a pipe dream. Right. It's hard work. Be willing to put in the work, be willing to be challenged, be willing to be like, gosh, this is never going to end because on the flip side of it, once you start going, it does become easier. Yeah. You know, and, and you do have this moment of where you're not so stressed out. I always kind of draw the analogy, you know, people are like, Oh, you make it look so easy. I'm like, you ever seen a duck on a crazy river? It <laughs> looks pretty, pretty chill on top, but them feet underneath are going like a hundred miles an hour. I'm like, right. that's how we move through life. Like I get it. It looks easy. <laughs> You're not seeing this That's right. because you gotta, you, you gotta put in the work. You gotta be willing to, you know, everybody wants to chase the light. Why don't you live in the darkness for a while? Yep. It'll make you stronger. Yep. Totally agree. Because you. you know what? You're going to be in the dark more than you're in the light. Yeah. I, I totally agree. You know, I, I think, and I have, you know, I, I, this friend of mine who is in law enforcement, 
was telling me um, one day that he's like, yeah, I have this um, idea to do this business and, and you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I'm like, well, dude, that, that's a great idea, actually. Why don't you do it? He's like, oh, I'm going to. I said, when? And he's like, uh, as soon as I retire. And I'm like, what? And he's like, like, yeah, I got to get, you know, I got to get my 20 years in or whatever first and, and, and be vested. So I have that pension coming in and, and then I'm right. going all in. And I'm like, dude, you run into, you run, you chase down bad guys shooting bullets at you. Like, are you seriously kidding me? Like, like go do your business, man. Like, and, and because that's what he really truly would love to be doing, but he, he won't do it. And that, that inside it it bothers me i don't understand what keeps people from you know stuck there in that place and not chasing their dreams because because it's not a priority i mean i'll use a personal example i would love to be fit there's some dudes out there that are just fit jack totally great shape (laughs) i'm not one of them (laughs) And, 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 and i dabble 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 you know i like food it tastes good like I'm telling you, everybody has a form of kryptonite or whatever you want to call it. But but here's the thing, though. Dude, that is hilarious. If, I love that example. I, yeah, but but here's the thing, though. If I'm being 100% self-aware, I'm telling you it's just not a priority. Mm. It's just not a priority. So when I sit there and say, oh, I have a dream or I have a vision board or whatever the case may be, that's what I'm saying. All these guys are going to work, creating these things. Yeah. But they're not any closer to it because, yes, it's on a piece of paper. Yes, it's in front of me. But is it a priority? What is your why? That is the that is it right there. If it's not happening, it's not a priority. I mean, because I'll but, tell you what, but, it dude, becomes a priority when something comes in your way. If it's about making like people are like, oh, I want to make a lot of money. Great. What? How are you getting there? What's your priority to do that? Because right. money is just a byproduct. Right. It so is. Success is a byproduct. Like. It's so funny. We're so fixated. And, and, and the problem is like, okay, these are all byproducts. And in order to get to that, by, you got to do something first. Action has to happen. Right. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the effort. You got to have your why figured out. What is my why? Why am I operating? What am I trying to, to achieve personally to, to hit the accomplishment button? You know, it, it's like, oh, you sold a company. Ah, I'm like, I'm still working, friends. Because my why is to go, my, my why is my family. My why is to unlock all my capabilities as a human being. I believe we do not untap a fraction of what our capabilities are. Yeah. So I am a curious creature. How much can I do? How far can I stretch myself? How much can I put on the plate? Like feed me. If you want me to do one thing, I'm probably going to fail because my mind does not want to do one thing. That's not how I think. But it's, it's, I like it's, to be fluid and keep going because I, again, I'm a different, you know, everybody's different. So stop, you know, putting in the boxes. I, and, and, you know, you said your why is your family. And I, I want to address that. I want to ask you about that because I mean, everybody has a family, like everybody like loves their family and their kids and their wives and their husbands. And they, you know, they, they, so I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, Come on. I, I don't, I, well, no, I've heard, and I've heard Grant Cardone talk about this. That's yep. not enough of a why. There's got to oh, be something else that's driving that, that, 
There's there's got to be something else that's that's the driving force. I'm not saying that that's not a great why. It's an awesome why. I have I have two little girls and a wife and and I love them and and work my ass off for them and all of that, but what else? There's something else that drives guys like you and me. What is that? It's not just family. No, no, family and and there's a piece to that. Family is and I, I think that's a miss a miss piece is that people look at family as a driver. I look at it as, as the fuel. Oh, I um, love that. Because here's the thing. Consider yourself like let, let's just I love analogies, right? So yeah. you're a nuclear reactor, right? Yep. Family gives you that endless horsepower. Yeah. It's constantly producing energy. That love, that feed, that, that everything. When you've got people backing you, loving you, believing in you, your your ability, drive, and and capabilities far exceed what you think you can do. Right. Yeah. So so if you look at some of the trends, and again, hypothesis, right? So Grant talks about the last five years, right? I yeah. think have been his. Think about that for a second. Last five years. It's crazy. Let's see. The, but but hold on. He's building an empire with his wife, his love, his everything. Yep. He's got two remarkable young ladies that yep. love him and, and he loves them. That reactor is working. Yep, you're right. So when I say that, it's not the, oh, I want, like, like I got to say, guys have got it all twisted. I'm going to leave a legacy. Hey, when you wake up and you kiss the, your kids goodbye, you look them in the eyes, you're looking at your legacy. Oh, it's man. not about it's it's not about what you have in possession. Right. It's not about the car you're driving. It's not about your bank account. It's those eyes that you're looking back into because that's your legacy. Wow. Wow. So when you talk about family, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's what I pour back into them. It's me leading as an example. I got three girls. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm buying stock and weapons. I'm doing whatever <laughs> I can. I, I'm a, but at the same point in time, I understand I have one one mission. Right. If I am if I am the vision of what they will look at downstream or who they might marry or what they look for in a relationship, then I better set that bar really, really, really high. So it means I'm on every day. There's no yeah. break. If you think your kids aren't paying attention, you are missing the boat. Amen. They are sharp as attack and they're watching every step you make, how you interact with your spouse, how yep. you navigate challenges in your life. Yep. When you're on your laptop, they're looking over your shoulder. Yep. figuring out what you're doing. You work on a presentation, suddenly they go, hey, how was that? How was this? My 12-year-old blows my mind. She asks me questions. I'm like, you're paying attention? Oh, this this is true. So I'm just yeah. saying family is critical in, in the achieving. And, and I think that to your point, sometimes you can't answer what really drives us because you're not a, you're, you're, we're not in tune enough to really understand what it is. Right. I, I would just tell you that my thought process now is, how many memories can I create every day? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I love my wife just called you a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would well, have to. Agree. That is a huge compliment. That is a huge compliment. I will take that one all day. But, you know, and I know that, um, you know, recently and I don't know how recently, but you um, sold your company. Um, yep. that you've, you've worked many years to, to build up. You sold it for billions Two years. and billions of dollars. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I, I mean, Hey, it, it's been a blessing and a ride. I mean, to think that, you know, two years ago, cause I came on NADA February, um, two years ago Yeah. and we sold in November. 
so to beat the two-year mark, I mean, we're, we're aligned with a, a fantastic company. Uh, wow. I couldn't be more excited to be part of the Call Wars team, Call Box, Century Interactive, you know, that big, big stuff there. Yeah. Um, it, great team, um, you know, and, and there's so much opportunity. And people are like, because it's funny, my friend's like, oh, you're retiring. I'm like, I'm just getting started. Right. Yeah, I, always say, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm the kid thriving for the big Lego box. <laughs> you just gave me more Legos. I I'm going to go it. play, you know? And, and awesome. so it, it's just an absolute blessing. I'm enjoying the ride. There's so much good stuff that we're, you know, working on and, and um, integrating the teams. You know, it's funny people that I call, you know, it's got to be amazing. I'm like, man, it's just like any relationship. There's good days and bad days. Right. There's days that I'm sure, like I drive people on the, on, on the team, they're going, this guy's just... You know, and, um, you know, does this guy work? Um, you know, all these different things, right? Cause like, <laughs> so I was like, he's on social media. Um, oh, but, but it's one of those things where it's, everybody's got to get adjusted and understand everybody operates differently. Um, you know, for me, it's funny cause I went from having, you know, no one to answer to, to a lot of people to answer to. So it, it's, it, this is life, man. And you've got to always be on the adjustment. But if you're going to try and, you know, force your way into everything, you're going to lose, man. You've got to be able to adapt and mold and adjust and grow. Um, and you've got to be self-aware. Totally That's agree, critical. man. Dude, that is, that is, that is freaking awesome. And, and you know, um, I, I don't know if that's the ultimate goal for everyone to, to build their company into something that, can, that they can sell down the road. Maybe it is. Um, you know, mine is about having something – having something that my daughters can, can move into and, and, and work in as well. Some, at some yeah. point down the road. So, you know, again, it's that legacy you were talking about, you know, it's, it's, it's that. So, so what, um, if it, what's in, and, and we're just about finished up here, but what is the, the number one, um, again, forget about the car business forget about the any any specific kind of business just someone yep. that that is what's the number one piece of advice you would give anyone um, that's that really wants success in their life and I'm, I'm not talking just financially I'm talking about in every area what's what's the number one piece of advice you would give them a couple pieces a number one be nice amen uh, you know and 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 I'm sorry, you know, people are like, oh, that just sounds soft. No, it's real. I, I mean, I attribute a lot of my successes because uh, be nice. Yeah. There, there's there's a time to not be nice. And it, it, again, it, there's ways to do it better than most. Some people just feel like they've got to go through and torch people, leapfrog over people, do all these things. And it's like in business, you can be nice. Yeah. You know, have integrity. Mm. Right. And And most importantly, stop talking. Lead with your actions, not with your words. Wow. I tell people all the time, when, when they, you know, when, when it comes to interview time or whatever comes, they say, you know, as a leader, this, that, I go, listen, I tell people, I tell my team all the time, I can sit here all day and talk to you. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be defined by my actions. So why don't we just cut to the chase and let my actions as a leader define whether you like me or not. Love that, dude. I love that. A friend of mine used to say, I hear what you say, I'll believe what you do, right? Amen, because 
we can all sit there and sell each other on what we're going to do. The reality is once it comes to doing it, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Totally. Completely different. Yeah. And Mike Tyson always says it changes once you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Everybody has a plan. The first time you get popped in the mouth, everybody has a plan. Right. Like, oh. right. But, but hey, welcome. Yeah. Life is that Mike Tyson. Yeah. Life will pop you in the mouth. What are you going to do? That's it, man. You, you got to – I totally agree with you, man. Totally agree. Dude, you are a um, – you're a badass and a good dude. Ah. You're a good Thank dude. you. And I, I had a I had a blast sitting with you there for a while at the uh, 10x Growth Con, dude. You are you like to you like to cut up. You, I forget what it was. You were Shaka Dyson was over on the other side of the rail. Remember that? That was you guys were cracking me up. Holy crap! Listen, we got we got one ticket at this show. You might as well live it. That's right, man. That's right. Well, I had a good time hanging out with you in Miami, and, and dude, you're a great guy. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy guy, so thank you for taking the time to be on here. And um, yeah, man, let's let's see. Uh, maybe we'll get you back on again down the road. See what's happening here in the next year or two. I, I would love to. Thank you again, man. Really appreciate it. This was absolutely a, a blast. Yeah, you rock, brother. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been on here. We've had some amazing people on here. Thank you to everyone who shared this out. Thank you for being on here. And Dan, thank you. I appreciate you, man. Don't hang up yet. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys guys. tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.